Hi, Gary Zacharias here. Welcome back to the Apologist Bookshelf. I'd like to take a second look at a book by Richard Aubaines. I'm not sure exactly if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's called One Nation Under Gods, A History of the Mormon Church. And it's far more than just a history of the Mormon Church, as I pointed out in an earlier podcast. Uh, it goes into a lot of good detail regarding um, matrimony and Mormonism, uh, the compromise that they came up with, the, the racial uh, angle to it. And what I'd like to do is take a look at a, a key chapter that is, I think, far more important in a way. It's not focusing on some historical uh, part of Mormonism, but a big issue, which is, this is chapter 17, is Mormonism Christian? And it's really interesting to me to see what's been happening in the last, let's say, 20 years or so. Um, they point, uh, I say uh, they, sorry, he, the author points out that actually Mormons don't really talk about their controversial doctrines to potential converts until they're really well established in the church. So over and over again, the big idea is that they're trying to get across lately is that they want to appear Christian. And it's only once they've got somebody interested and going, then it's like peeling the layers off an onion. They find out more and more how different it really is. And uh, the, the author points out that, you know, to call themselves Christian is pretty odd because the founders of Mormonism were staunchly anti-Christian. And Bain says that most new converts to Mormonism don't have any idea that the doctrines that they're embracing don't have much to do with historic Christianity as it was founded years ago by Jesus. For example, Joseph Smith, according to his first vision, says that God told him the churches of Christendom were all wrong. That's a quote. They were all wrong. And uh, they talk about what happened was the great apostasy that uh, Christianity existed just for a short period of time after it emerged 2,000 years ago, and it disappeared through the wickedness of men. As regarding all other churches, Baines points out that Smith said they were founded by the devil. So for the first 150 years or so of Mormonism, LDS leaders and their publications kept saying over and over again, Christianity is not Mormon. And they, they used derogatory names. They insulted the views of Christians. I'll give you a couple of ideas. Brigham Young said the professing Christian world is like a ship on a boisterous ocean without rudder, compass, or pilot. An LDS apostle, Heber Kimball, one of the early apostles, said Christians, those poor, miserable priests, some of them are the biggest whoremasters there are on the earth. Later, Mormon apostle Orson Pratt said, Oh, blush for modern Christianity, a pious name for atheism. And if you think it's just back in the early 1800s, that's not true. Baines points out that as late as 1984, their official magazine called Ensign said this, talking about Christianity, God is not at its head, making that church, in other words, Christianity, following the appearance of it uh, in it of Satan, no longer the church of God. To say that Satan sits in the place of God in Christianity after the time of the apostles is not to say that all that is in it is satanic. Well, no, thank you. Not all of it. Obviously, it is satanic. So over and over, Mormons have said their church is the only true and living church upon the face of the whole earth. Um, in fact, in a 1977 article, again from Ensign, published by a LDS 
high-ranking Mormon leader, Bernard Brockbank, he said, quote, It is true that many of the Christian churches worship a different Jesus Christ than is worshipped by the Mormons. And yet, keep in mind, what they're trying to do in the last 20 years or so is to say, hey, we're, we're Christian too. But if you go back and look at their church writings, not true. Abaines then has a, a little section here, and I'm not going to read it off, but he uh, points out the uh, key differences between what Mormons believe about Jesus and what Christians believe. So I'm not going to go over the Christian part, but I want you to listen to this list that's the Mormon belief about Jesus and see if this sounds like the Christian view. So Mormons say this about Jesus. He was a literal son of a god and his wife. Uh, he was the elder brother of all spirits that were born in the preexistence to Heavenly Father. He was polygamous. He was one of three gods overseeing this planet. He atoned only for Adam's transgression by sweating blood in Gethsemane. He's the literal spiritual uh, spirit brother of Lucifer. His sacrificial death is not able to cleanse some people of all their sins. There's no salvation without accepting Joseph Smith as a prophet of God. Well, I'll just let you think about that for a minute. I mean, all those things contradict what Christians say about Jesus. Even up to fairly modern times, 1998, just over 20-some years ago, the LDS president, Hinckley, said Mormons don't believe in the same Jesus in which Christians believe. And the Mormons have not been instructed to pray to Jesus. Okay, that's different. Let's move along here. Let's leave aside the idea of Jesus. Let's, let's go to the big picture about God. So Abaines talks about what, what do the Mormons believe about God? Well, they teach that there's more than one God. But Abaines points out, gee, if you go to Isaiah, just, just Isaiah and other places, uh, the Old Testament deity declares in Isaiah 43 and 44, Before me there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. Is there any God beside me? I know of none. What about the Mormon idea that God progresses toward Godhood? Well, LDS Apostle James Talmud said, We believe in a God who's attained his exalted state by a path, which now his children are permitted to follow. Yet Isaiah 42 and 48, they say God will not share his glory with anyone, so nobody's going to get to become God. What about our alleged existence in the spirit realm? That's what the Mormons believe before we're being born, that we're first spiritual and then we become temporal. That's the way Brigham Young put it. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 46, he said just the opposite. That was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. Do you notice he just says the opposite? It was natural first, that's physical, then comes the spiritual. Here's another idea that the Mormons come up with as far as their doctrine of preexistence. They say, well, go to Isaiah 1.5, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 1.5. Here's what it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet. By the way, I'm using King James Version, which the Mormons go for. Well, it's true. The, the verse does say that God knew us before we were born. But Mormons say, well, see, uh, we must have existed with God, and that's how he knew us. But that's not true. As Abaines points out, it's not referring to a pre-earth life with God. It's speaking of God's omniscience. 
And there are a lot of references to that. Psalm 139, 147, 1 John 3. That talks about God's foreknowledge. As Romans 4.17 puts it, God calleth those things which be not as though they were. What about, are we really God's literal spirit children? Well, Scripture nowhere says that we got procreated in the cosmic realm. We're described by the Bible as God's children by adoption. Scripture states God is not a man. That's Numbers 25, 1 Samuel 15, Hosea 11. The Bible also says God did not evolve into deity as a man. God has always been God. Isaiah 41, 57, Romans 16. In the words of Psalm 90, verse 2, 93, verse 2, God has been God, quote, from everlasting to everlasting. He's unchanging. That's Malachi 3, Hebrews 6, James 1. LDS Church believes God had a body of flesh and bones. That's not what Scripture says. John 4, 24 says God is spirit. Jesus in Luke 24, 59 says a spirit does not have flesh and bones. What about the gospel message itself? What's the Christian view of the gospel message? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. What's the early LDS view, at least according to authority George Cannon? He said, the saints believe in the evolution of man until he shall become a god. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, whether or not you believe what the Bible says, the author points out, that's not, that's not what's going on here. It's whether or not Mormonism is consistent with the Bible. And therefore, if it is, then it is Christianity. But it's not. It means that Mormonism departs from historic Christian beliefs. And then there's a whole page, again, of a table here, which is really effective. Page 382 in the book. Doctrines, God, preexistence, Jesus, Virgin Mary, eternal life, salvation, Holy Ghost. They have a column here of what do the Mormons believe in each of these areas and a column of what the Christians believe in each of these areas. I think that's worth the price of the book alone. If you're talking to a Mormon friend and they say, hey, we're Christians too, you ought to copy off this page and say, really? If you don't believe these things, how can that be Christian? Because that's been the traditional Christian view. So that's page 382 of the book. Wonderful. Um, one of the very reasons that Bain says Mormonism is incompatible with Christianity is it takes key doctrines from extra-biblical sources, like Joseph Smith's Revelations, the Book of Mormon, the speeches of LDS presidents. In fact, they have a very low view of Scripture. Now, they may say things opposite of that to the public, but they believe the Bible's teachings are dismissed, and they do. They dismiss them when they contradict official LDS beliefs. Bruce McConkie said, uh, the Bible is accepted by Mormons, coupled with a reservation that it is true only insofar as translated correctly. And he says the other three, and he's talking about the Book of Mormon, Doctrines and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. He said they have been revealed uh, as they've been revealed in modern times in English, they're accepted without qualification. So there you go. Uh, the Bible comes in a distant second. Abanes then talks about this idea of blending, uh, the way the Mormons are trying now to uh, pull a, a covering of Christianity over them. It says Mormons now are placing a stronger emphasis on the name of Jesus without actually changing any of their beliefs. Okay, they're using Christian terminology, for example. 
uh, and they give you some ideas of how that happened. I'll, I'll just give you a couple. So they have uh, editions, 1978-1997 edition of Gospel Principles. Now that's published by the LDS Church. So let's compare. Only mm, 20, 20, no, 19 years apart. Gospel Principles in 1978, then it got reprinted, and here's the 1997 version. Let's put them next to each other. The 1978 version says, Our spirits resemble our heavenly parents, although they have resurrected bodies. Okay, that sentence got taken out completely in the 97 edition. How about this one? Obey the rules, laws, and commandments of the LDS Church. Well, guess how that got changed? Keep your life in harmony with the laws and commandments of the gospel. Do you notice how the LDS Church has disappeared? The word gospel has been replaced Here's another one. The Gospel Principles 1978 says this. We can become gods like our Heavenly Father. Can you guess what got changed there for the 1997 edition? We can become like our Heavenly Father. The words gods got taken out. How about this one? Our Heavenly Father became a God. That got changed to our Heavenly Father became God. Okay, not a God. Because poly, uh, Mormons are polytheistic. Um, how about this? The church's official logo has been altered to more prominently feature the words Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to end this with some, uh, I think, some fascinating quotes from Gordon Hinckley. He took the lead of Mormonism in 1995, and he's done a lot of interviews, which is fine, but he keeps coming across as if, yeah, we're pretty much Christian, and he hides anything that might make it appear non-Christian. One journalist said this, he conveys an upbeat philosophy and smooths over the more controversial LDS teachings. Isn't that interesting? Why would the leader of this faith do that unless he's trying to hide, if he's trying to uh, be quiet about Mormon beliefs? Let me give you some examples of how Hinckley has done this, as Baines points out. He was asked during one interview, don't Mormons believe that God was once a man? And here's his response, he should have said, yes, exactly. But that that's huge. That's a huge difference. Well, here's his response. Don't Mormons believe that God was once a man? Hinckley says, I wouldn't say that. That gets into pretty deep theology that we don't know very much about. Really? Deep theology? He wouldn't say that? That's one of Mormonism's key tenets. It's known all over the place. Okay, 1987, he was on the PBS uh, show NewsHour with Jim Lehrer. That's a pretty famous show. He made another deceptive comment. This is the one about becoming gods, that all the LDS people can become gods. He refused to say that Mormons hope to become a god. He said, well, they can be achieve a godly status. Yes, of course they can. He sidestepped that godhood, godhood issue. He said, we believe in the eternity and the infinity of the human soul and its great possibilities. Well, that's not the same thing. Okay, that same year, in August, he was interviewed by Time magazine. And again, Hinckley was evasive. The magazine asked this, God the Father was once a man, as we were. That's something Christian writers are always addressing. Is this the teaching of the church today, that God the Father was once a man like we are? Hinckley should have said yes, because that is Mormon doctrine. So here's what he said. I don't know that we teach it. I don't know that we emphasize it. I haven't heard it discussed for a long time in public discourse. I don't know. I don't know all the circumstances under which that statement was made. 
I don't know a lot about it, and I don't know that others know a lot about it. Wow, talk about tap dancing and going around things. So uh, Baines has done uh, us a big service by finding these interviews and showing what's going on here. Well, how else are they trying to mask what they believe? Let's come up to more modern times. 2001, LDS officials urged journalists and media outlets to primarily refer to the LDS church as the Church of Jesus Christ. And that goes on right now. Uh, if you look up a YouTube interview that J. J. Warner Wallace had with a uh, Mormon researcher, you find that that's going on much more. They don't want to be known as Mormons anymore. Uh, they want to be known as the Church of Jesus Christ. Okay, so you can see some things going on there. So uh, Baines ends this section by saying this, which I think is, is good. Rather than asking, are Mormons Christian? Maybe a better question would be, are Christians Mormon? So I suggest that's a wonderful question to ask people. Hey, are you Christian? Yes, we are. Oh, then that makes me a Mormon. Oh, wait a minute. Here's what Abain says. An affirmative action to the first question, I'm sorry, affirmative answer to the first question, are Mormons Christians? You're going to get a yes. Are Mormons Christians? You bet, they're going to say. But Latter-day Saints would be quick to voice countless objections to any Christian who claimed to be a Mormon and then demanded access to the temple. Why not? If they say they're Christian, we say we're Christian. Aren't we all one? Can't we go worship wherever we want in their temple? Well, they're going to say no. Why? Christians don't believe what Mormons believe. They are not Mormons, so they don't get to go to the temple. Does it make sense then, Abain says, for a Mormon to turn around and claim to be a Christian? He says it's unrealistic and it's pointless. He says, after all, anyone who does not accept the beliefs of a particular religion to continue claiming to be part of that world religion, that's wrong, it's unrealistic, it's pointless. But he says that's exactly what Mormons are doing. So I think this is a powerful book. This is not Abain's just ranting against Mormonism. He's not hostile to them. He's going to their own documents. He's going to their own interviews. And we're hearing out of the mouths of their leaders what they're saying. Uh, all right, so again, this is a big book. but It's been out a while, so it should be available as a used book. Title again, One Nation Under Gods. I highly recommend this. Uh, if you have a Mormon neighbor or Norman fr Mormon friend or you just want to know more about it, this is a powerful book. And Baines has a lot of other good books as well. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll do another podcast soon.